Reset. 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 Reset with Omar Aldouri. Welcome to Reset Talks with Omar Alduri. I'm your host covering everything, sport, health, fitness, well-being. And it's a great pleasure for me to introduce today. Where do we start with this person? The global voice <laughs> of Emirates, Fly Dubai, phone systems, radio, TV, YouTube, airports, Harris London. You must have heard us somewhere. Co-host of Yalla Home on Pulse 95 Radio with Big Hass. She's been in radio for 15 years. Her company, School of Voices, is the number one voice agency in the UAE a pioneer in the industry, Anna Schofield. Welcome to The Reset Show. I have to say, it sounds really good when you list it like that. If I can just have you following me around, and when I enter a room, if you can just go through that before I talk to anyone, that would be delicious. That will be me in the bow tie and suit every time you enter a room. I'll just move everyone out the way and then do the introduction. That would be lovely. Thank you. you. Like Mariah Carey, she always likes to enter a room with music. You know, I'm the same. I'll have you. Yeah. Now, can I call you Schofield? Because Anna's too formal for me. You always call me Schofield. Let's do it, Derry. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Schofield, um, I want to understand. With when I looked at all the stuff you'd done, man, I was amazed. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it, right? But how yeah. did this all start? How did this all start? Do you know what? I was an actress. I was, I was a failing actress. I was on the scene. I got my, I came out with my performing arts degree and um, hit London as hard as I possibly could, doing scratching around for castings. I got my equity card um, and and was doing all that and sending out hundreds of photos and CVs and you know getting more doors slammed in my face than than were actually opened. Uh, did a couple of episodes of the Detectives with a comedian called Jasper Carrot and it was a big series at the time and Peter Powell um, and that was quite funny but I was literally like in it for two minutes and I don't believe I said anything I think I cut my line out um, and nothing was really working and I ended up at um, Euro 96 uh, and I was I was there showing VIPs around and funnily enough I had a bus full of Turkish VIPs and I took these Turkish VIPs to a couple of the games and um, and we became friendly and then it turned out that they were media moguls and they owned radio stations and TV stations in Turkey and I, uh, I probably took them to a few games over a period of a couple of weeks and um, that's where I met Pele by the way which always absolutely drives you crazy because yeah. um, I have no yeah, understanding yeah I understand and um, anyway ended up in Turkey um, doing a breakfast show they said come be on our radio station and I said but I've never done radio and they went you'll be fine you'll be fine so I did I just uh, packed my case and went and lived in Turkey in Antalya for a year. Wow, see, I, see that I didn't actually know, but you. <laughs> so it came out of something which opened another door for something else. But what people yeah. don't also know, and this is why I said pioneer in the beginning, is you're the first UK female to have her own commercial breakfast show. That's true. Right? Yeah. Does that feel like a while back now or? Yeah. Probably a long time ago, because at the time, um, like all good old people say, um, at the time girls weren't. You know, radio is very much that was a double header. So either blokes had their own show, or it was um, a guy who had a funny chick as as his aside. You know, and and yeah, entering into radio that that was that was what I went into when I came back from Turkey. I joined Essex FM, which was the biggest laugh of my life, and I will forever love them because they showed me a good time and they taught me radio. It was like hit the ground running, 
off you go. And um, but again, you know, all the breakfast shows I did, there were there was a, a bloke who was the lead. His name always came first, by the way, on the billing. You never got the female first, um, and I was always everyone's sidekick, and that's how it went. But see, you weren't just a sidekick because in 2000 you won the Sony Radio Award for your breakfast show, right? Yes. And yes. and what that meant is you got to meet the Queen. <laughs> yeah. What was Lizzie like? She was nice. So um, it was all very funny because when these things actually are happening to you, there's a little bit of you that has to have the comedy element mm. to it. You know, the um, the invite to go to Buckingham Palace dropped through my letterbox. So I'm living in Brixton in London. Okay, I'm doing as a, you do. A break. I did ten years there. Best, you know, some of the best years of my life. It's absolutely fantastic. And um, and yeah, we had a house and we had cats and it was all super. Um, but there was this heavy clunk one morning and um, and there was this invite. And I remember, you know, chewing on my toast for breakfast, going, "Is this real?" And it was really thick. The invitation was really thick, and it was gold embossed. I mean, there's no doubt that it was from, you know, Buckingham Palace. Mm. And I just had this thing, and it said, "You're cordially invited for your contributions to radio to come and meet Queen Elizabeth." So off I went, and I remember arriving at Buckingham Palace. And and if you've been to Buckingham Palace, it's you know, um, it's vast. No, you know we don't normally go to Buckingham <laughs> Palace. It's not something that we, we get the chance of doing at Schofield. Just thought I'd drop that in there. Just yes, yeah. No, I hear how this sounds. Uh, yeah. Neither did I, by the way. But I had stood at the railings, like you know, there's the big railings out the front. Yeah. Well, when you take a black cab there, I took a black cab, and then I'm thinking, he said, "What entrance, love?" And I went, I have no idea. Uh, and so he went, all right, well, we'll try this one, shall we? Proper cockney. And um, and I, I got out and there was a side gate and I followed a few other people. And I thought, oh, well, what'll happen here? Anyway, it was just escorted through. Um, remember checking, I checked in my jacket next to Inspector Morse. He was mm-hmm. there, the actor who played that. It was yeah. a big series at the time. And, um, and then went up these massive stairs. Now there's a shot of when uh, Kate Middleton married um, Prince William. And there is a lovely shot of, of Kate chatting with Prince Charles just before they come down and she's in her wedding dress. Those were the stairs that I walked up thinking mm. this is just surreal. And it was wall to wall celebrities. So I was just standing there as this radio girl thinking, how have I got here? How what this what goes through your mind when like you're actually in a place that none of us get a chance to go through and you've, you've got it through your work. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, just the madness of it. It doesn't leave you. And also the hilarity is like here, like yeah. you want to laugh. I wanted to giggle <laughs> and I also wanted to find someone to giggle with. Mm. So I was scouting the room because I was thinking, I want to tell someone, this is just too funny. And my sister was also a radio presenter at the time and she knew that I was there. So I, I went to the, the loo a couple of times and texted her from the loo. And it was that whole thing is, shall I nick something from the loo? And she was like, yeah, what can you see? <laughs> just so that I could bring it home, you know, an ashtray or I don't know, something silly. Yeah. Uh, I didn't though, because I'm not a thief and I would never do right. that. So, so yeah, it was, it was surreal. I'm not going to lie. So you allowed your phone in. That was fine. Yep. Um, no. Oh, yes, I was. Yes, yes, you were. You were allowed your phone in. Okay. Uh, my bag was checked, uh, checked, but they didn't take my phone away. And, an and were question. there cameras around? Or I need to there know. Were pr- 
Oh, you need to know. Yeah, yeah. I went into this huge room, uh, the huge, obviously, receiving room and, um, and, and drinks everywhere. All the men were in bow ties. Um, I, was, I was wearing, you know, I was a presenter at the time who was also trying to get into TV. So, mm. um, you know, what I was wearing was, was as risky as I thought I could go at Buckingham Palace. But again, they expect media to be kind of crazy and fun. So yeah. it was OK to rock up in, in whatever. I remember standing there and it was it was anyone who's anyone on TV I, I practically knew every face and then finally um, I landed on some radio people and I saw them my mentor was there Rob um, he'd been my like chairman of the first radio station at Essex FM and I saw him and I ran over to him and he went how's this then Scopes and I said <laughs> it's brilliant and then from then on it was really good fun but there's a lineup so halfway through they say um, and if you'd like to line up uh, you know, Queen Elizabeth is coming. The people who were allowed to speak to the Queen had been prepped before. So when you meet the Queen, mm -hmm. um, you have to do uh, a certain number of things. You have to curtsy in the right way, you have to bow in the right way. You don't touch the Queen or shake her hand unless she extends her hand. And she always wears gloves because of course she doesn't want to touch. Do they to teach you this or do you have to know this? Yeah. No, they teach you beforehand the okay. etiquette. So I had a phone call. Um, I wasn't actually on the, the chit to talk to um, to Liz. Um, I wasn't, but I was standing next to the head of Channel 4 on one side and someone amazing on my on my right. And the head of Channel 4 was one of her stop things. The most amazing thing about it, Omar, was that as she was coming along the line, the corgis are running in and out of our legs and rubbing and the whole thing. And for me, I'm looking at the corgis going, this is a corgis. Like they're as famous as the queen. She's yeah. her dogs are, you know. So that was, that was amazing. She came along and she had someone whispering in her ear. So every time she got to someone that she's supposed to um, speak to, yeah. someone in her ear is going, and this is, you know, Brian, blah, blah, blah. God, I'd have, head of I'd have fun with that. I'd have fun with that. I'd tell us that's... And that is the rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she didn't She didn't miss a beat. The thing is that she shared a joke with, um, and I forget who what his name was, the head of Channel 4 at the time, and I thought it was funny, so I went, and laughed as well. And she turned around to me and said something to me, and that wasn't allowed, so I was super pleased. But that's okay. the only exchange, yeah. I yeah. like that. Now, you did say, you know, you, you dressed for the occasion, right yes yeah um what was prince andrew like <laughs> oh yeah uh, well uh this is obviously before all the controversy yes so um it used to be a story that i dined out on because it was quite fun mm -hmm. now obviously i don't dine out on this story right. um because it's just not yeah politically correct and mm -hmm. um, and shame on him but um at the time i mean when prince prince andrew was younger he was quite dishy yeah if that's a word i may use dishy and so dishy and it got to the end of the event and people had been filtering out mm -hmm. and i'd been speaking to my mentor rob mm -hmm. and anyone in british radio would know rob van Poos. that's his his full name mm -hmm. and uh i turned to him and said oh the only person i haven't spoken to who i'd love to tonight is is Prince Andrew and he turned around and went oh my goodness you should have said I was in the army with him darling we did our years together stand by and I did a what yeah, yeah. Um, and the next thing I knew he was speaking to his aide um, funny enough Prince Andrew had already looked in my direction I, that sounds weird but he'd looked over and it, yeah, it was that point that Rob went oh we're in here hang on darling I'll go and he brought them over to me and I stood there in front of Prince Andrew going uh, and I had a block I had a oh this is quite a moment. And so all I could say was, out of all the people tonight, 
you're the, this is the first time that I've been speechless. Sorry, sir. And you have to call him sir. And I was curtsying in the wrong place. And he thought that was charming and sweet and um, said a few things to me and then said to his people, take, take her details. And if you want to contact me here at the palace, please do. And then he phoned me the next day and left me a voicemail. I mean, that just happens every day. Just a normal day in the, in the life of Schofield, right? Well, I used to dine out and it's quite funny. I kept the voicemail for a while. I used to play it, you know, mm. with friends at dinner yeah. parties. You get to yeah. a certain part of the evening and we play the Prince Andrew voicemail, but it's, yeah. yeah, gone, gone now. Funny. Well, I mean, you've definitely spoken to a lot of incredible people in the past and some very controversial people and some very incredible guests. Yeah. And among those guests, you know, um, hold on. What's that over there, by the way? Mm, on the right of your screen. I'm just going to name drop Over a few. Um, so so, so <laughs> among these guests, uh, I'm going to name drop because I'm sure this is something that you can do all the time. BGs, okay. Spice yes. Girls, Boyzone, yeah. Take yeah. That, Peter mm -hmm. Andre, yeah. and Usher. Yeah. Right? I know. Now, Hilarious lineup is like a dream, isn't it? Dream yeah, sequence. Yeah. Now, seeing as I don't always get people that interview those kind of people, I want you to tell us at the Reset Show something we didn't know about the next three people. Okay. okay. I, have to, I have to think about this. So, right. um, something we don't know about Spice Girls. Okay, something you don't know about the Spice Girls. They all absolutely loved chocolate. And um, when I did the interview, uh, when you do these interviews, it's one interview after another. The poor girls were in a studio in London and literally we were all rolled in. It's like a press junket and in you go. Yeah. Um, so because I knew they liked chocolate, I'd heard on the grapevine anyway, uh, we took in a big a big um, sort of box of, of Quality Street chocolates and they went, oh, thank goodness, because they were, obviously they've been doing interviews all day and yeah. we all sat there eating chocolate because that's what they lived on right because they could eat that okay yeah. okay that's one usher best thing i think of. i don't know whether i have anything because i can barely remember the interview i've got to be honest it was in london at, at, right, that must at have a been a wicked in interview if you can barely remember yeah. it no, but the, I remember the event more than the interview. Yeah. So it was backstage before he went on. It was the launch of his album. And it was the launch of his first song. He just he just dropped on the scene. He, mm -hmm. he was the new thing. Okay. Um, and it was his first song. So actually, in terms of interviewing him, I wasn't, he was newcomer. And I wasn't mm -hmm. walking in going, oh yeah, I've made it now. I'm interviewing Usher. I was like, so who's Usher? Tell me. Yeah. It was that kind of interview. Yeah. Last but not least, Peter Andre. Peter. What a sweetheart. So, <laughs> good old Pete. I end, good old Pete. I ended up on a yacht in Yarmouth with Peter. Mm -hmm. um, that's where his um, sort of pre press junket was. He was doing a tour, Mysterious Girl. Mm -hmm. uh, so, it's first time around. And he actually had opened the radio station that my sister was doing the breakfast show on, um, co hosting the breakfast show. And so, um, yeah, so we'd had some kind of, we'd seen each other, we'd met each other before at a couple of events. There I am on this yacht in Yarmouth. And it was those days before they kind of, they weren't filming it. There were press on the side of the water filming it. But in terms of me, actually, I don't know where the interview is with Peter and I, but it was really good. It was really good fun. I've got a photo of us um, on this yacht and me interviewing mm -hmm. him with a mic. And then um, I said, would you sign this? And it actually said, come to my concert tonight. Uh, here is two tickets. I ended up going, I was in the front row and it was all very delicious. But the thing is I was doing the breakfast show. So I was up at 4 a.m. every morning. And until you've done that for five, 10 years, you don't realize how broken you get. I slept all the way through it. Wow. I don't remember him doing anything. Yeah, in the front row. How nice for him, huh? 
He must have looked at me snoring. Didn't ask me backstage after that, funnily enough. You would have wondered about that mysterious girl. But anyway, um, so, so I'll tell you one thing now. It's not every day I get you on the show. And for this, I'm really, really happy. And you do a lot of voices for a lot of people. So I'm going to take advantage of that because I can. So what I'm going okay. to do is I'm going to list a couple of the people you do the voices for. And what I want you to do is I want you to give me a line in that voice. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Right. You know that I'm a one-trick pony, don't you? I'm, it's all a bit sort of platinum level deep. I, I'll, you know. I'll, I'll take my chances. I'll all right. All right. Chances. Okay. 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 Um, Satnav. I want you to do a voice in Satnav voice. Okay. And, no and I want you to, to say, if you don't turn left, you're an idiot. <laughs> all right. I've got, got this. No problem. At the next junction, turn left. If you don't turn left, you are an idiot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, you can go on with that. Satnav's yeah. funny, right? Okay, yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, next one, Fly Dubai. Oh, Fly Dubai, okay. Okay, which you've done the voice yeah. for before. And yeah. I want you to say something along the lines, if you're flying with Fly Dubai because you can't afford Emirates, that's okay. <laughs> okay, no problem. So with Fly Dubai, I have to I have to make it very distinctive from Emirates. So Emirates auditioned me, and um, I had to win that role for Emirates. It wasn't like just someone came and said, "Here you are, I have the global voice of Emirates role." I had to actually audition and and um, and put a smile in it. And then once you nail the tone that they want, you can't use that voice for anyone else. Right. So if I get Air France or something, I have to turn the work down. But Fly Dubai, obviously owned by Emirates, but I have to Fly Dubai a bit lighter. So okay. there's a bit more smile in Fly Dubai, and especially on their safety announcements. All right, so if you're right, got it. Uh, Fly Dubai, I have to think about the voice I do. Um, <clears throat> welcome to Fly Dubai. If you're flying Fly Dubai, it's probably because you can't afford Emirates. But don't let that stop you. We still need to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't use the contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could just blame just me or we could just plan. cut it out. Um, yeah, I'll okay. be like, Dury made me. He made yeah. me. Yeah, last one. Uh, mm. The train or the underground in the UK, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you, can, you can say whatever you want. I've got something along the lines of pretend like you're sleeping to keep your seat or something that we normally find as an experience on the train, but it's up to you. Last one, go. Okay. Please stand clear of the doors. The train is about to depart. If you'd like to keep your seat, pretend you're asleep. Please mind the gap. <laughs> that is brilliant. I love it. That is so good. Anyone from the UK will know they hear that sound. That is brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Anna, it's been, uh, it's been amazing. I, I can't leave you without doing a quick fire round with you. And the fire mm. round is something where I throw things your way. You can say whatever you want. There's no wrong answers. It's one word okay. up to a sentence. It's nice and quick and snappy. And then we're going to wrap up the interview. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Favorite interview ever? This one. Ah, good answer. Prince Andrew. Mm. Shame. Say digitally. <laughs> You're so mean. I can't say digitally. Digitally. <laughs> digitally. Nice. Why did a chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. Margarita. Thursday. Favorite cheat meal? Fish and chips. Favorite movie? Oh, Postcards from the Edge with Meryl Streep. Dubai Eye. 
fun. Star Wars. Daddy. Favorite actress. Mm, Meryl Streep. Uh, social media. Big Hass. <laughs> Designer handbags. Victoria Beckham. How do you reset? You go to Omar Aldori. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite album of all time? Ooh, that's hard. Proper albums, because yeah. nobody does albums anymore. There's ain't music. One groups. of. Yeah, okay, yeah, just saying. Um, I definitely think Massive Attack Blue Lines is, is one of them. That's up there. I also like the Porter's Head, some secret trip hop fan. Um, I would need to think. That's hard, Dury. Okay, you can get back to me now. If you could switch you. into anyone's body, celebrity, yeah. for one day, who would it be? What are my reasons? What are my reasons for being in the body? Because I want the body or because I want to have what they have or experience who they are? That's up to you. Oh. Let's say, let's say to, ha to, to just live the experience of that person. Oh, it's such a good question. You're naughty. <laughs> Do you know who keeps coming to mind? Ooh. And I'm going to get mullered for this. Kim what? Kardashian. Really? I wouldn't have yeah, expected because she's, that. No, but she's everything that I'm not, not, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and, and some of the things that come out of her mouth um, sometimes I actually admire and I love her family ethic. Uh, there are lots of things that I don't admire, but she's actually quite savvy when she stops the, the social media glow. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, she fascinates me a little bit. So, Kim Kardashian. Brixton. Fun. Big Hass. Friend. England football team or England rugby team? <laughs> rugby. I know why you chuckled at that. <laughs> um, female empowerment. <clears throat> female empowerment. Um, okay. Um, I think Meghan Markle. Okay. Your experience on the Reset Show? Brilliant. Oh, I love it. Anna, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to me. It's been so much fun. You know, I can do another one of these easy. Yeah. And I appreciate you, you know, taking the time out to be on the show. Honestly, it's such fun, especially because we're mates. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, of um, course. You've, you've, you've become such a good friend. And um, the one thing from, from the radio station that we work together, um, taking out of that and, and through the pandemic is missing my friends. And that's when you realize you have friends, not just work colleagues. You know, I miss you. I miss Big Hass. I miss being around you all personally. So Zoom is lovely, but I can't wait to get back to proper people time, you know? Soon. And hopefully, hopefully that'll be very, very soon. Anna, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time out. Thank you. Owen. That's right, folks. Remember, you can catch us on Instagram for the actual interview visually. We've also got the audio on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Rami and Apple. Please make sure you tune in. Follow this lady as well. Anna, where can they follow you? Because I know you're, you're big on your social media. Oh yeah, huge. I mean, just, you know, hundreds and tens of thousands. Uh, Anna Schofield, DXB. Make sure you follow her. She's amazing, honestly. One of, <laughs> one of the nicest people out there and also a pioneer in the industry. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. That's me, Omar Duri, and that's Reset Talks with Anna Schofield. Peace.